That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hollywood and Levine. You, of course, recognize that as the theme from Big Wave Dave's, the huge hit CBS show from 1993 that my partner David Isaacs and I created. Those six episodes were just classics. Well, I love Hawaii. I always have. In fact, I spent the last couple of weeks in Hawaii, and with all of these reboots going on now, you know, I'm hopefully going to just write off the trip as research just in case CBS or another smart network decides to reboot Big Wave Daves. Anyway, aloha, hello. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host, and Hawaii is indeed the theme for this week's episode. Whenever I would go away with my family, I would always write a humorous travelogue. I've done this for uh, 20-something years. In fact, I assembled a whole bunch of them in the form of a book, called Where the Hell Am I? Trips I Have Survived, available on Amazon. And I also would print them up in my blog. Well, now that I have a podcast, I thought instead of printing it out, well, I would just share it with everybody. But in the interim, there has been a pall that has been cast over the islands of Hawaii, that volcano that erupted, uh, all of the lava, homes displaced, then a couple of earthquakes. It's, it's just been horrible. And my heart goes out to those people. I mean, <laughs> there is no such thing as paradise, right? There's, there's always something. So anyway, I will share my travel log, but understand that it took place before all of that. And hopefully things will settle down and become copacetic. So that's this week's Hollywood and Levine, my trip to Maui. If you get in trouble, bring it home to me. I'll 
Okay, so this was the plan. Me and my wife, Debbie, would go for a couple of weeks. And during that period of time, at various points in the vacation, our two kids would come and join us with their families. So you know the cast of characters, my son, Matt, and his wife, Kim, and their adorable almost two-year-old baby, Becca. They live up in Mountain View. Matt works at Apple Computers. God, I hope that company is still around in another couple of weeks. And then there's my daughter, Annie, who, along with her husband, John, are the co-producers of Kevin Can Wait on CBS. So at first, my wife and I went, and anytime I fly anywhere, it always seems to be that there's a mishap of some sort. In this case, we were late because the pilot was a half an hour late. Now, shouldn't pilots be punctual, at least? Anyway, the last time that we went to Hawaii, this was about a year or so ago, we had two bags. We had a big bag and we had a small bag. And the big bag made it and the small bag didn't. And the small bag got sent to Seattle. (laughs) Yes, Seattle. So we went up to the counter and we said, we don't have any clothes. We didn't let them see that we did still have the big bag, but we said, no, we don't have any clothes. And they said, okay, go out and buy some clothes and uh, we'll reimburse you. So we did. We went shopping that night and I've got a beautiful Brooks Brothers suit. Thank you, American Airlines. So until the kids came, we stayed at the Grand Waialea, which is a nice resort hotel. Waialea, by the way, is the best place to go if you're going to go to Maui because the weather is really nice. They get less than 10 inches of rain a year. Now, you go about a mile and a half away over a little hill, they get 450 inches of rain. That's Hawaii. You know, when you go to the Weather Channel and try to forecast Hawaii weather, forget it, because it changes from mile to mile. So now we're staying at the Grand Waialea, which, like I said, is this beautiful resort. And my one problem is there's lots and lots of lounge chairs, but very little shade. There are very few places that have umbrellas. And after going a number of years... I have kind of staked out the place, and I noticed that in this one area, there are three big umbrellas. So what I usually do is I'll get up in the morning, and before breakfast, I'll take a little stroll, and I'll get my towels, and then I will go to this section, and I will reserve a couple of chairs right underneath the umbrella. And I'll stick my towels on them and I'll stick a book and goggles and that type of thing and then go and have breakfast and half hour later come back. So one day I got my towels, everything all set up, go off to breakfast, come back and there's like 15 pool toys like right on my two chairs, nowhere else, just on my two chairs. And so what the hell is this? And there's like some family, some doofus guy says, uh, oh, well, um, those are ours. And I said, yeah, well, you're going to have to move them because I have reserved these two chairs. And he goes, no, you didn't. We were here first. I said, no, you weren't. Those are my towels and those are my goggles. Why would I bring my goggles and set them down after you have all of your pool toys? Anyway, he and I get into this altercation, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, this is like Larry David. 
I mean, here I am in Hawaii having one of those curb your enthusiasm, idiotic fights. All those Larry David fights that you see and you go, oh, come on. No one would really have a stupid fight like that. Yeah, well, sometimes they really do occur. We were lucky, I guess. We did not suffer from rat lungworm disease. There have been six cases of rat lungworm disease reported on Maui over the last three months. Now, what is rat lungworm disease? Well, it is a parasite that affects the brain and the spine. Yikes. Who cares about sharks when there's rat lungworms running around? How do you get this? Well, you can get it by eating raw or undercooked snails or slugs. So... Who does that? Well, they can hide in poorly washed lettuce. But since there was that E. coli scare, you know, and we couldn't eat romaine, no one was ordering salads anyway. So the entire family managed to survive the rat lungworm disease scare. After a few days, we moved into the condo and Matt, Kim, and Becca, my gorgeous granddaughter, arrived. And a few days after that, Annie and John arrived. And boy, it's really nice to have the whole family living under one rainbow. The kids went scuba diving one day, and so we babysat. Like I said, Rebecca will turn two this month. And so we had to baby-proof the condo which was fine, except (laughs) I had trouble figuring out uh, the baby-proof latches. It's like I couldn't open any drawers. I'm forever calling my wife to come over and open a drawer for me. Yeah. Becca, by the way, figured it out. She was able to break through those things in like three minutes. Rebecca was introduced to the surfing goat dairy which is upcountry, and it's a... No, they don't actually surf. Uh, it's, a, it's a dairy, and it's also uh, a goat petting farm. So we brought her up there so that she could pet goats. Now, you have to be careful. You don't want to pet a male goat's beard. And this is why you should listen to this podcast every week, because you learn important facts like this. Apparently, male goats will piss on their own beards as a way of attracting women. (laughs) Maybe that's what our president was doing in Russia. When Matt and Kim and the baby finally left, after about a week, we were... Now just me, my wife, Debbie, and Annie, and John. And they had arranged for us to take a submarine ride. Now, this is one of those bucket list things. Apparently, you can take a submarine ride. So we said, sure. And let me just say, it is not for the claustrophobic. Have you ever been in the Nautilus submarines, the Disney ride. Well, if you ever have, then you know what you do is you go into this like metal tube and there's just 
two rows of seats, each looking out at windows. So you're like in this giant cigar tube. And in Disneyland, of course, you know, it goes down a foot and a half. But the real submarine goes down 135 feet, not for the claustrophobic. There's no bathrooms. There's no lounge. You can't get a shaved ice, nothing. It's just people crammed back to back into this submarine. And you take a shuttle to get out there. You know, the submarine doesn't, like, go right up to the dock. So you take a uh, a shuttle. And meanwhile, they're giving you safety instructions. And, you know, they're the usual things about uh, life rafts, blah, blah, blah. But they also had this thing where <laughs> it, it included this weird-looking gas mask in aluminum foil. And I'm not exactly sure what that was for. But that was plenty scary. So you take the shuttle boat and you're bobbing up and down and you arrive at the submarine. And by the way, the captains of all of these boats, every single time I go on one of these boats in Hawaii, the captains all look like Reverend Jim with sailor hats. You know, this was Captain Wally. Guarantee that he had a flask in his shirt. So anyway, uh, to get on to the submarine, you have to hop off the bobbing boat onto the bobbing submarine, and then you have a ladder that gets you in and out of the submarine, and let's just say that no one is going to be recruiting Navy SEALs from this bunch. We submerge down 135 feet. When I told a writer friend about this and how similar it was to the Disneyland rides, he said, yeah, but the difference is you could die. Thank you. Actually, it was quite remarkable. It was also very comfortable. The air is pressurized. But you're down there 135 feet taking unbelievable photos, seeing amazing fish. It was really something that I was hesitant about And I would now recommend. It is the Atlas submarine ride, by the way. And it was in the quaint town of Lahaina. And Lahaina is really this kind of quaint fisherman's village with a crazy shirt store on every block. And there was one guy at a bar who was standing outside going, it's happy hour, come on in, happy hour, it's one o'clock in the afternoon, and get your pina coladas, get your Mai Tais, Mai Tais, only a dollar fifty, you can't take the trip to Hano without four of our pina coladas, this guy was like barking up and down, and, and I kept like hearing his voice in my head the entire trip, one night we went to a very nice restaurant, and I'm not going to say what the restaurant was, but we were told that our waiter would be with us shortly. They said he was in the bathroom. Okay, now that's not a very cheerful thing to hear. Then another waiter came by a few minutes later and said, oh, your waiter is tied up. He's just with another large table. Okay, 
That's, that's a better excuse. Anyway, when the guy finally arrives, he was like sweating and he looked like he was going to die. Okay, we should have asked for a new waiter. In fact, at one point he was, and this is a true story, he was wiping his nose on his arm while serving our entrees. Well, we complained to the management, and to their credit, they did invite us back for a dinner on them, which we did, and and it was lovely, and we had a different waiter. I did not see our original waiter at all that night. I hope he hadn't been eating undercooked snails. The road to Hana. Uh, Debbie and Annie and John took the road to Hana. I decided to, to skip it. The 56 hairpin turns and the one-lane bridges, uh, you're driving at two miles an hour. You know, last year we went and we took a helicopter ride. And so I saw the road to Hana from the air. And yeah, all of the waterfalls looked really small from up in the air. But still, I can say uh, I saw them. If you go... Get an app. There is a particular app that you can download that is amazing in that it basically follows GPS because you're not going to get much Wi-Fi service on the road to Hana, but it will track you and it will point out where you are and what sites you need to stop and see. And on the way back, since you've like already seen the stops, the guy tells the history of Hawaii, which apparently is really unspeakably grisly. It's like everybody, horrible deaths, babies killed by spears and things like that. It is quite the contrast to what you hear at a luau show when they tell you the history of Hawaii and it's all magnanimous kings and legends and everybody dances and feasts they neglect to mention babies killed by spears so there's the road to hana and once you get there you really need to just turn around and go back there is an alternate route there is a second road out of hana but it is Number one, completely treacherous. There's lots of unpaved roads. And if you take a rental car through there, it voids your contract. God forbid you need a tow truck because that will cost you something like $2,000. So you take the normal road back and hear about all the Hawaiian bloodbaths. I mentioned the luau. Now, this is something... That you got to do. It's so touristy. It's so cheesy. But you got to do it at least once. So this time, uh, Debbie and Annie and John and I went to the Grand Waialea Luau, formerly the Marriott Luau. (laughs) It was actually an awful lot of fun. Here's the story. I, I went to the bathroom at one point, and there was a line for the ladies' room. So I'm in the men's bathroom, and a young boy of about five or six asked his dad how come there was a line in the ladies' bathroom. And this was his answer, because girls pee a lot. 
What? What? Okay. There was an open bar at the Luau. And last time we did this, about seven, eight years ago, I had uh, a number of pina coladas to the point where my daughter had to cut me off. This time, I did not get up and hula dance. This time, I kept my clothes on the entire time. But it's so touristy. I mean, it really is. You could buy photos with the hula dancers who had these, like, elaborate antler hats. They were selling jewelry, trinkets, and shells. But the highlight, of course, was the show and the wonderful history of Hawaii where everybody was happy and feasting on luau's every night and dancing until 3 o'clock every morning. But the highlight was this fire eater. Picture a high school majorette with fire on the batons. This guy was truly amazing. And you just have to wonder, if he were to ask for $10 more a luau, what are they going to say? I mean, how many understudies, how many backup fire eater majorettes do they have? And it also brought to mind a question. I don't have the answer. Maybe you do. How do you clean hula skirts? What wash cycle do you use? Uh, Another observation, I really hope coconut bras become a thing. And John made an interesting observation, getting off the luau now, but John made an interesting observation. Books have returned, actual books. And it's true, really, for the first time in about five, six, seven years, we were seeing a lot more actual books than Kindles. Some restaurant suggestions for you. Do you like sushi? There is a great place on Maui, two locations. It's called Sansei, S-A-N-S-E-I. It's in Kihei, which is not too far from Wailea, and then it's up at uh, Kapalua near Lahaina. Get the panko-crusted ahi. It's unbelievable. I mean, I look like an idiot. I was sopping up the sauce with a straw. If you go up country, there is a great place called Highly Miley General Store. And the dish to get there is a thing called a sashimi Napoleon. Maybe my favorite entree in the entire world. Other great places are Mama's Fish House and the Lahaina Grill. If you want to go casual, there's a place called Coconuts. And they have great fish tacos. And they tend to be like in shopping centers. There's another restaurant near Wailea called Monkey Pod that is always packed. And I don't know why. The last time I was there, there was a bride and groom sitting in the waiting area in her wedding dress and and him in his tuxedo. Boy, it must really be good. Or the reception must have really been bad. But the Monkey Pod also is in a shopping center, in the same shopping center as Panties in Paradise, which is one of my favorites. One tradition that I have anytime I go to Hawaii, 
is to tune on the news and see Joe Moore anchoring on KHON Channel 2. He's a uh, older gentleman, little heavy set, and he's also an actor. And I know this is going to sound like a joke, but it's a true story. A number of years ago in Oahu, there was a stage production of The Honeymooners, where they cobbled together two or three episodes of the classic 39 Honeymooners. And Joe Moore played Ralph Cramden, and Pat Sajak played Norton. Boy, wouldn't you want to be in the audience to see that? There was a celebrity sighting. Every morning, we would walk down this beach path for about a mile or two. And one day, Annie and John and I are walking, and Annie notices coming out of the ocean onto the beach is Donald Glover. We're standing there on the path and we're going, wow, you know, should we go up and talk to him, say hi, you know, we're big fans, whatever. Uh, You don't want to disturb him. We're going on and on about this. Meanwhile, he looks up and we're busted. He sees four idiots standing behind a bush looking at him, and he kind of shook his head and moved on. We did not speak with Donald Glover. Random observation, a lot of Hawaii license plates, I noticed. Very few other states. Mahalo means thank you. But they put it on garbage cans. So most Howleys, which are people who are not Hawaiians, Most Howleys think that mahalo means trash. There is actually a kind of upscale mall in Wailea. And there's an art gallery and it will post signs, paintings by Paul McCartney, Red Skelton, Tony Bennett, and then in much smaller letters, Picasso. Also, there is a gallery that sells giant wooden tiki's. One sold for $38,000, and another was available for, ready, $120,000. Now, the clerk was very nice, and he came up to me, and he said, are, are you, you're, you're a commentator, right? I, I, you have a great voice. I, I, I recognize your voice. Not many people say that I have a great voice, and so uh, I bought the $120,000 Tiki. What can I say? It was very nice. All in all, it was another wonderful trip, and if you go, please mention my name, not to Donald Glover, and please keep the islands pristine. Throw your mahalo in a garbage can. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of Hollywood and Levine. Our thanks to Adam and Susie Meister-Butler, Howard Hoffman, and John Wolfert. 
I've taken a lot of photos and I have put them up on my Instagram account, Hollywood and Levine. So follow me on Instagram. Also, I put a number of them up on my blog. So go to buykenlevine.com. And of course, you can always email me at hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. Again, that's hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. And follow me on Twitter at Ken Levine. Now, in the weeks to come, I've got some great interviews planned, and I'm also going to do a commentary track on an episode of Frasier that I directed. So please come back for more. Thanks for listening this week. Aloha. Hollywood.